What's up, everybody? It's Judith A. Culp. You're listening to Mad Love. Welcome. What's up? Hope you had a good weekend. Um, I think I had a pretty good weekend. It, I, I spent the weekend... Uh, so the music content team, everybody's still humming along. You know, we all still have to work regular jobs, but um, I spent the weekend trying to mix a record. <laughs> it's hard because <laughs> I got some new software and some new things. And uh, so I'm the organizer. Everything comes to me. And then I put all the finishing touches on everything until, you know, we make enough money where I can just hire other people to do these things. So I literally spent all day Saturday, at least 12 hours, just trying to get these mixes just right. So, yeah, I don't know. I wanted to get the record out. Because we had an idea to do a project, and uh, I just wanted to get it out mid-November. That seems to be a cycle we've followed the last few years, but I'm going to miss that deadline. And it's all my fault. I've already sent my apologies to the team, so I'm sending them to you, even though you don't even know what I'm talking about. Uh, But anyway, the new uh, project is entitled Sub Rosa. Uh, It means in Latin, underneath, under the rose, which... um, Basically, at some point in history, I can't remember exactly, but uh, people used to meet under this rose to to share their secrets or whatever, something like that. So anyway, in modern America, in modern terms, it means uh, to do things in secrecy or in private. And so I just like the way it sounds. And so I was like, I'm going to name it. I want to name the next project Sub Rosa. So that's how it works. I say what I want. And here's my big vision. And then everybody on the team just submits ideas. And then uh, we work together virtually and sort of like, (laughs) so this is kind of cool. You know, for us, this is just business as usual, uh, COVID, because we all work from wherever we are anyway. So anyway, uh, that's going to be out soon. Just not uh, what day, whatever day I thought, like not tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) And just so people know, I've had a lot of new listeners to the podcast. And yes, all the music that you hear is available wherever you listen to music um, under the name The Culprit Manifest. You can find us on Spotify. We don't have a ton of followers anywhere. We have way more listeners on this podcast than we have followers of the music. But people seem to like it. If you dig the music, check us out buy some that would be great but you could also stream it on apple music amazon music apparently we've got a pretty loyal following on amazon that i wasn't aware of i just started looking at the metrics for it and i'm like whoa people dig this music there so cool soundcloud um uh like i said spotify apple music itunes uh amazon it's everywhere you want to listen to music you know, Google the culprit manifest. You'll find us. Um, I even stream some on on our websites. So, yeah, it's cool. Uh, we could use your support. So, however you want to uh, listen to it, just do that and follow us on Spotify if you're a Spotify listener. Um, so, yeah, I wanted to make sure I said that because somebody was like, "I like the music." I was like, "You can own that music, girl. <laughs> you can get out here and uh, get a copy." So, yeah, there's that. Uh, the other thing that's on my mind this morning, you know, I, I'm i not trying to be um, 
a jerk about this, but I've had more than one conversation with former St. Louisans. They don't live here and they're all in our politics. You know, they all they want they have a, a running commentary about all the things they want to see happen in St. Louis. Well, the best thing you could ever, ever do for St. Louis if you used to live here is move back. And if you don't want to do that, and I get it, or you can't do that, I get it because, you know, certain careers aren't going to prosper here. I understand that. But please stop caring about our politics because that you you not helping us. You need to live here. If you want to change the city, move back and then we'll have a conversation because if you don't know what it's like to live in, I don't mean you used to live here or you grew up here and you still care because your parents are here. You can't understand what it's like if you don't live here. So uh, that's just something I've been thinking about. It's been annoying me. Like I said, I've had more than one conversation. And I tell you all the time, the electorate would change if all the people I knew who used to live here moved back here. But, you know, they they had to leave. The jobs weren't here. Um, and so they're off living in, you know, more you know, modern cities. And, you know, we've got former St. Louisans that I know of in LA, Seattle, Chicago, Atlanta. How do you think Atlanta went blue? (laughs) It's because half of the city of St. Louis is down there. You know, a lot of people, when they leave St. Louis, they go to Atlanta and Houston and Dallas and some of these bluer places. That's, that's us. And so, like I said, I mean, people are very passionate about the issues and, you know, they send me texts and all of a sudden I'm like, listen, I get it. You feel a way about St. Louis, but if you really want to participate, move your kids back here and send them to our schools. You know, I have a friend who's a liberal. She's also from St. Louis. She lives in Pasadena. Uh, Salt of the earth. One of my favorite human beings, super liberal. Uh, white female, great person, love her, went to high school with her, uh, you know, but she does, she does a lot of work in rest, uh, restorative justice. And so we have some uh, views that are similar and we have some views that aren't. And, uh, you know, she was saying something to me and I was like, you know, what's great though. I love that you're passionate about this work, but stop trying to transform neighborhoods you don't live in. It's so much easier, you know, to go fix up somebody else's situation or think you're helping. And then you go live where you live. You, you know, you don't pay into that school, that tax system. You don't support those schools. Your kids aren't in those schools. So it's like, I don't understand this whole notion that we can fix things. Is it just to try to assuage some guilt? I don't understand it. But if you don't live someplace, stop trying to fix it. You know what I mean? When I'm talk, what I'm talking about passionately uh, with the gunfire and stuff, it's because I'm living in a neighborhood that has erupted in gunfire lately. Like not just off in the distance. I mean, like they're trying to kill somebody three or four houses down the street from me. Um, and I'm passionate about it because I don't want to get shot and killed. And I don't want anybody who loves me, who happens to be visiting me, to get shot and killed. So, you know, I, I just I'm so tired of this whole narrative that, you know, and that's the thing It's these I call it like Hollywood liberals because they they don't li- they live in a bubble. There's so much going on in, in Los Angeles. I mean, I haven't lived there in a long time, but it was the most racist and divisive place I've ever lived. And I'm from here. I'm from St. Louis and people quick to call St. Louis racist. Um, 
but I found Los Angeles. Yeah, you got all the races out there, but they don't get along. They're not together. I told you guys the story uh, when I was interning at Warner Brothers. Uh, you know, there was a woman. I Her name was Kathy. And that's all I remember. I can see her face, but I know she doesn't look like that anymore. Because um, this is, what, 30 years ago. And she was a real um, kind of a busybody person. And, and she saw me uh, waiting on the bus to because I rent an apartment right up the hill. You know, because uh, Warner Brothers, you got to go down this like basically a mountain uh, <laughs> to get uh, down to the studios. And um, so because uh, I think Warner Warner, it's so like Universal Studios is like at the top of the hill. Then Warner's is at the bottom. And there were some Disney offices. I think there was a, a Sony Columbia lot. And so, you know, I took the bus because I'm not from Los Angeles. I was in college at the time. And uh, my friends helped me rent a, an apartment pretty close. And so uh, she goes, I saw you waiting for the bus. And I was like, yeah, you know, I don't have a car. I'm only here for the summer. And she was like, yeah, well, only uh, Mexicans and poor people ride the bus. And it was just like, whoa. And I was, what, 19? I think I was was I 20, 20 about to turn 20. I was just so taken aback. And I was like, whoa. Um, and I didn't know what to say. So I was pretty much like, well, you know, I'm good. I, I can take the bus up, up a, a mountain. You know, it's I'm only on a bus all of 10 or 15 minutes, if that long. And she was like, well, I can just give you a ride. And I was like, no, nah, no, nah, you know, I'm good. And I, it was just a ridiculous thing to say. And it was completely racist. And I was like, wow, this place is so strange. And I spent my whole summer like, okay, I completely understand why. At that time, there really hadn't been a ton of... The black movement in film hadn't even started yet. There were there hadn't been Boys in the Hood or any of that yet. And I was like, dang, this, is, this place is really a trip. And I didn't see a lot of black people on the lot, you know? Uh, I learned a lot there. And uh, anyway... So you got your own problems if you live in Los Angeles. I'm not so sure why people who live out there care so much about what's going on across the country. If you really, really care, you will move to those areas, you know, and see for yourself what it's really like. Because some of this stuff, you know, it may just be good old fashioned racism and some of it is classism. Some of it is not what you think it is at all. Some of these people that you think are going to save everybody are just hustlers out here trying to make a buck like I said we had one guy running for an office here he was pretty much like I just need the money <laughs> I mean he just came out and said that <laughs> which I don't know why that cracks me up um it just does because I mean it's so honest uh, I got bills I need this money okay but what about to serve the community he didn't have a lot of answers uh for that not at that time anyway so anyway, I, it's just a pet peeve. Uh, if you don't live in a community, stop trying to transform it. That's just 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 the way I feel, you know, because if you're, you're not over here ducking gunfire and sending your kids to these schools, I don't really care what you think, <laughs> you know, because, you know, you don't got no skin in the game. It's easy to reform from from a nice neighborhood. Shit, I can do that. Uh, and I'm not a reformer. I'm not trying to change nobody. You, 
you got to come to the light. I put the information out here and if you embrace it, fantastic. But, you know, you got to come to the light yourself. You got to make that journey for yourself. But if you're a part of a community and you live in a community, then you got to try to do what you can to stabilize that community for yourself and the people you love who live here by being a part of it, by living in it. Otherwise, it's just lip service to me. And you can get the you get the wrong impression. You think you're doing good and you might not be helping people at all. You're making it worse because you think you understand something that you don't. When you believe in things that you don't understand, you will suffer. Stevie Wonder tried to tell you. The next thing I want to talk on and real briefly, but uh, the most powerfully, uh, the thing I'm most passionate about, uh, I had a, a doctor's appointment last week and my blood work is so good and I'm not bragging on anything, but I am super excited to share that, you know, my doctor, I got to get a better doctor. <laughs> He's a good doctor, but he just, he will not go ahead and be like, dude, you made a full recovery and it's amazing because my numbers are better than they've ever been. Ever since I became aware of all these issues, you know, because I was really, really sick and I think I've stressed that. And since I've known what numbers to look at and monitor, they've never been this good. And it's just like this doctor, I don't think doctors want you to stay sick, but I don't think they know how to deal with you if you should recover and get healthy. I don't think our, I don't think our medical system is designed for you to get healthy or get well. They really just seem baffled by that. And uh, I guess they make their money if you stay super sick, but I'm not, I'm fully healed and it's fantastic. And look, doctors work for you. If, if you're not reaching, now I have new health goals and it's like he can't seem to get past this other stuff. So that was my last visit with him, I promise. Uh, good doctor, good guy. But, you know, if you have him in a health crisis, he's the one. But now I'm trying to uh, reach health goals. And so we're going to move on. It's a time to, for a fresh relationship. But, you know, your doctors work for you and make sure they're they're. Um, meeting your needs but also too don't believe what people tell you when 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 people tell you you can't recover from something or your your life is your quality of life is going to be you know down here low and you're going to be sick I when I got out of the hospital I never even looked up the stuff that was supposed to be wrong with me and I'm an expert googler so it's it's uh, it was I don't even know if it was a conscious choice. I really only focused on getting well. I listened to what they had to say. I took my medicine and all that stuff. But I was like, yeah, I this is not going to be my life. I'm not going to be sick. And people make a conscious choice to be sick. You know why? Because if you're sick, you don't have to participate in your life. If you're sick, you don't have to do things. If you're sick, nobody will ask you for anything. Um, if you're sick, you can just sort of have that as your identity. And I didn't want that. I wanted to be healthy. And I am. And you can do the same thing. If that's where you are in your life, uh, whatever whatever your illness may be, you can get well if you choose to get well. You know, it's about having faith. It's about uh, being open and receptive to knowledge and information that comes in because it does come in, you know, and but you got to do it. You got to be open to receive it. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know what I'm what I'm going for. I'm trying to motivate you to take care of your health, 
but also to know that it is your health. It, you know, the doctors are only going to tell you what they know. And sometimes your situation is beyond what they know. And there's nothing wrong with that. You can get well, you can get healed. And I don't think our medical care system is designed to heal us. It's designed to keep us patched up. But you don't have to just be patched up. You can get well. You can get well and get on down the road. Get out here and do great things like a podcast or make a movie or, or you know, go on a two-week safari to Africa. You can, you, you have a life and you can do great things with it. And your health is the number one part of your wealth plan. So I'm just, hey, you can't have, you can't, uh, you can't live a real life without a testimony. And that's mine. So there you go. Take care of yourselves. And, uh, you know, if you're not feeling well, if you're not feeling 100%, know that you can control that, get the right team around you. And for me, I, I wound up doing as well because I wanted to prove my doctor wrong. And now I'm kind of over that. (laughs) So let's just go down here and do great things. Your health is your wealth. Don't forget that. All right. Happy Monday. Let's go. Let's go. Mid-November. You know how I feel. You know what I'm going to say. It's time to start wrapping things up for the year and maybe start focusing on what 2021 is going to be like. Clearly, COVID isn't going away. And um, eventually Trump is going to get the message. He's never just going to leave. He's going to leave, but he's never going to just be like, I lost and I got to go away. He's not going to be a gracious loser. He's just a loser. So, you know what? We got to move forward and uh, let's put our energy into positive things and trying to be better citizens and get back to some, you know, accountability and tell them the truth. The truth, man, is out there on a, a milk carton somewhere. Let's go. Let's find it. Let's locate it. All right. Be your best.